Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Our reading today comes from Psalm 84. And once again, this is a psalm attributed to Korah. And this is a psalm about dwelling in the temple of the Lord or the tabernacle. It depends on when this psalm was written. It could be the tabernacle was in place. Remember the movable tent of meeting where God made his presence with man. Or it could be the temple. It just depends if the temple was already built when the psalm was written. Then this would be speaking of going into God's presence in the temple. And you'll notice in the Psalter, and David brings this out about the tabernacle, he always wants to be in God's house. He wants to be before the Lord. That Being in the presence of God is the greatest place one can be. And if you Think as the Hebrews understood from the Old Testament, the tabernacle and temple, that was God's dwelling place. It was actually where his throne was. His footstool was right there in the Holy of Holies at the cover of the Ark of the Covenant. So when one went into the Holy of Holies, in a sense you're being transported into the throne room of God. Now we know the throne room of God is in the heavenly realm, in a spiritual realm. But when one goes into the Holy of Holies, you're kind of transported before. In some ways, it's a portal or an opening to God's throne room. And that's how the Hebrew people saw it. So being in the tabernacle or the temple was a good place, a holy place. You were in God's presence. You're going to hear that come out in this psalm. So kind of develop that worldview as you read through this with me. And understand being in the tabernacle meant being in God's presence and being with him. And this is a good thing. Let's read this together, and then we'll talk about some points of application. Once again, Psalm 84, the English Standard Version. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts! My soul longs, yes, faints, for the court to the Lord. My heart and flesh sing for joy to the living God. Even the sparrow finds a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young. At your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God, Blessed are those who dwell in your house, ever singing your praise, Selah. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, and whose heart are the highways of Zion. As they go through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The early rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Behold your shield, O God. Look on the face of your anointed. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold. From those who walk upright, O Lord of hosts, blesses the one who trusts in you. So a lot of things. First of all, there's a verse here that you're going to recognize that some have memorized. It's a famous part of this chapter, and it's found in verse 10. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. Many people have memorized that verse. And so you, you feel the passion for God's presence in this psalm, for wanting to be before God in his temple. He's like, look, I would rather be the lowest person in the temple than be with the wicked people prospering. And that's his attitude about being in God's presence. Now, you'll also notice that this psalm is about hardship, and maybe you picked up on it. 
where he talks about going through this valley. So I want you to think about what hardship does for people. Sometimes we think of it as a bad thing, but maybe sometimes hardship is a good thing. John Bunyan is a famous Puritan minister that understood heartache in his own life. Think of Pilgrim's Progress, if you've read that before. This is the same John Bunyan. John Bunyan wrote this, I have often seen that the afflicted are always the best sort of Christians. How, how true is that? The afflicted are always the best sort of Christians. Now, he goes on to explain about providence. Now, providence was a big deal to the Puritans. If you ever read them, you're going to hear that word providence a lot. But when we think of good providence, we think of health and prosperity and success. That's what we think of. But actually, Bunyan says that's probably not the best kind of providence, that pain, trial, and darkness actually is good providence. Now, we may think that's crazy. Like, what is Bunyan talking about? But we as Christians, if you've been a Christian for a while, you know this to be true. You know that hardships and trials shape you and make you the person that you are right now. It's not the, the soft times that make good people. It's hard times that make good people. Like, for example, in Psalm 84, he's crying out in the first few verses. He wants to dwell with God because God's presence really is our true strength. And God's presence will see you through any situation. So he talks about going through the Valley of Baca. Now, no one really knows what the Valley of Baca is. There's a lot of opinions, but nobody really knows what the Valley of Baca is all about that he talks about in verses 6 and through 7. But he, he talks about making this valley a place of springs. Now, we do know in the Hebrew frame of mind, valleys were not good places. This is low places. Think of the 23rd Psalm, the valley of the shadow of death. So there's valleys are, are lowness, darkness, adversity. But somehow God makes it a place of spring. So even in the midst of adversity, God sees us through is what the psalmist is saying. So when God is our supreme value and he is our ultimate good, when you would rather have a lowly place with God, remember just a guy working there at the, the door of the tabernacle, if that is how you see your life, then you're going to, to go through these valleys of life from strength to strength. You're going to have the proper perspective when adversity comes. That even a place like a valley becomes a place of springs and blessing. That really, the only place you want to be, no matter whether it's through suffering, pain, or goodness, is you want to be with God. You want Him to be present with you. So no matter the pain that comes to you, that washes over your life, your deepest joy cannot be threatened if God is with you. That, that's the view of the psalmist here. That's what he's conveying to us. Even the, the valleys of life become a place of fruitfulness. That's what springs versus valleys in the psalms you're going to notice. Valleys are low. Valleys are death. Valleys are darkness. Springs are life and abundance. So even in places of darkness, God brings abundance. That's the point the psalmist is trying to make. But what if we don't, what if you're sitting here today thinking, well, I, I really don't see God as my greatest treasure. I struggle with this. Let's just be honest. I struggle with God being the greatest treasure in my life. And, and we all, I mean, if we're going to be honest, we go through that. We have ebbs and flows in our spiritual life. And there's times when maybe we don't make God our greatest treasure. 
So verse 11 really is kind of recalibration for us. I want to read verse 11 again for you. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. So he's just reminding us, hey, if you, if you need recalibration, just remember that God is your shield. God is the one who is your son. He's illuminating the path for you along the way. And God is the giver of all good things. So having this proper perspective that God is good all the time, it's a great reminder when we have these ebbs and flows and God is no longer the delight of our heart. God is above us, illuminating us as a sun. He's before us, protecting us as a shield. He, he is for us. He is dignifying us. He is bestowing honor on us as the psalmist says, I mean, we all crave that, don't we? To be honored and cherished. And, and the psalmist saying God does that for us. He's with us, lavishing, and he doesn't withhold one good thing. Thanks be to God for that. Once again, I want to thank you for joining me today in this reading. Uh, I really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to study through the Psalter every Monday. This is good for me. I hope it's good for you. It really helps me in my walk as a type of spiritual discipline, and I love sharing these thoughts with you. I hope you join us back tomorrow. We continue in the book of 1 John. We're going to keep studying that magnificent epistle. So join us back as we continue to read through that book. God bless. Thank you.